This episode of Humans with Hans is sponsored by Eric C. Paulson, LLC. Whether it's for you, your parents, or your grandparents, Eric has you covered for your wills, trusts, and estate planning needs. Make sure your life is in order so those that come after don't have to worry. Let Eric know that Hans from Humans with Hans sent you to get a one-of-a-kind deal. Eric C. Paulson, LLC, helping people prepare for the future for over 25 years. Now back to our regularly scheduled interview. On this episode of Humans with Hans, Blair takes us on a journey to Idaho and shares what it means to be a farmer's boy. Hello, welcome back listeners to Humans with Hans. On this episode, I'm joined by Blair. I'm now, I've had a little bit of interaction with Blair up until this point. Not super close, sort of a, a friend of an uncle, but um, you know, we're, we're grateful that you're here. Now, Blair, for the listeners that might not know you personally, yeah. could you maybe introduce yourself a little bit and sure, sure. where you're at? Um, so I am 46 years old. I'm probably twice your age. How old are you? I'm 22. Yeah, so I'm more than twice your age. Man, that makes me feel old. But uh, 46, I've married. I live, uh, I live just down the street from where we're recording and have lived there for 12 years now. Um, I have four kids married to my sweet wife and Wonderful. Yeah, life right now is just busy and fun and yeah, yeah, everything I kind of, kind of hope for. Yeah. That's good. You you feel content or, or happy with sort of what what's been going on? I do. I feel mostly content. Mostly content. There are things that you know you you kind of wish were different. You don't see your life being exactly like this, but that's yeah. how life is, right? You know, yeah. yeah. I, I, and I think I mean that's sort of one of the reasons I I started this whole podcast is is to give perspective and and look into you know maybe those differences, those expectations that maybe. Weren't met, but met in another way. Sure, sure. Um, so, I mean, I, I normally lead off each uh, sort of podcast with the question of what is a relationship that defines you or mm-hmm. your life? Yeah, I think that's a great question. As I was thinking about that, and I had heard a couple of the episodes of your podcast previously, some of them had to do with interpersonal relationships with other people, <clears throat> and then some of them had to do with other things that people had relationships with. So when I was thinking about it, I was thinking about... Um, the relationship I had with the place that I grew up in, which is Idaho. I'm from a very, very small town in Idaho. Um, it's called Pingree, Idaho. Okay. And nobody knows where that is, so <laughs> when people ask me where I'm from, I, I do have some Idaho listeners. So Is that right? Well, they yeah, do. you know, maybe they might know. They probably won't. <laughs> <laughs> so I tell, them, I tell people I'm from a town that's um, close to Blackfoot, because some people know where Blackfoot is. Um, not everyone, but I live about 20, I, I grew up about 20 miles west of there in a small town called Pingree and my dad was a farmer. So I grew up on a potato and wheat and cattle farm. Yeah, no, yeah. that's super interesting. You know, I, it, your experience growing up is obviously a lot different than mine. I grew up in a suburb in Sandy, you know, yeah. that's very exotic. Um, I, I am curious, you know, coming on the podcast, you had thought, oh, how could I sort of make this relationship with Idaho work? And and obviously it starts with you obviously being born. Could you maybe explain or, you know, narrate sort of your life and, and how you grew up in Idaho, sure. what that was like, sure. obviously on a farm. Yeah, but. sure. Uh, so my growing up on a farm was, um, it was probably what most people would think of, I think, to a certain extent. So we had potatoes, we had wheat, we had alfalfa, and then my dad raised uh, beef cattle as well. Mm-hmm. 
So, um, you know, all, my summers existed of going out and moving pipe, uh, irrigation pipe in the fields. That's what I did every morning. Woke up at, you know, 5.30, 6 o'clock. You go out and you move pipe for four hours, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and then you do it again that night and the next morning. And that's what you do. Lots um, of pipe moving. Lots of pipe moving. And then, obviously, you know, I... I started driving tractors when I was like 10 or 12 years old, and so I'd, I'd go out and disc the fields and and uh, after crops were harvested, so I did a lot of that. I bailed hay, I hauled hay, I drove grain truck, I grew, uh, what else did I do? I drove potato trucks. Anyway, yeah. so, so it was just a year-long thing that I ended up doing. Yeah, constant, you know, constant pretty much work. your whole life. I mean, yeah. obviously, you probably went to school, right? Sure, sure. Did that eventually work in where, you know, sort of had to work before and after school, school in the middle of the day type of thing? Yeah, I mean, early in the spring when, when the crops are planted, you had to get up before school and move pipe uh-huh. um, just to get irrigation going throughout the day. And then you go to school and then you can come back and do the same thing that night. And, you know, watering cycles were typically 12 to 24 hours. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that's super interesting. In fact, in fact, in in Idaho, uh, m- at least in the school that I grew up in, we took two weeks off in the fall from school, and everybody would go and they would um, help in the potato harvest. So we got yeah. two weeks of a of uh, potato harvest vacation every Damn. year. Yeah, you know that's like some of the some of the listeners that are in school right now might be might be wanting <laughs> that that break. Yeah. Um, but no, that's super interesting. You know, it, it's much different than I think the majority of my listeners probably have ever experienced. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm curious, you know, I think growing up in such a small community, such a, such a small town definitely mm-hmm. has sort of changes your perspective mm-hmm. on the world. Mm-hmm. How do you think your perspective was different then mm-hmm. as it is now? You know, sort of coming, you know, yeah. living in a suburb in Utah now, obviously very different. Well, I don't know if I was... I think I was a little bit different than maybe a lot of people that grew up in that area in that I grew up wanting to get out of the area. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I seriously, I I didn't, for some reason, just my personality felt like I didn't want to associate myself with like the farmer, you know, the farm Mm -hmm. life. I was like, oh, I want to get out and explore the world. There's so much more that the world has to offer and I want to go experience it. So honestly, like I... As soon as I was out of high school, I like moved to Salt Lake City. <laughs> and for me, that was like, okay, I'm, I'm in a big city now. I'm experiencing, you know, what the world has to offer to a certain extent. Um, yeah. But I wasn't like, I mean, I'm not saying everyone's like that, but I didn't really love that experience growing up. I felt like there was something else out there. Yeah. That I wanted to experience, so... No, yeah, for sure. I, I'm curious, you know, you mentioned you didn't love the experience. That started. Was there a certain aspect? Was it just the monotonous daily tasks that you were assigned with? Uh-huh. Was it the idea of limited social interaction? What what sort of stood yeah. out? I think that it was, um, that's a good question. Because as I look back, the things that I didn't like then are the things that I really miss and long for now. <laughs> sort of seclusion, peace. Yeah, exactly. Like you don't realize what you, you know, what you had until it's gone. And that's what I'm realizing now yeah. as I'm older. Um, but I think growing up, I probably just missed the excitement of mm-hmm. what the world could be because I was just sitting literally like neighbors... My closest neighbor was like a half mile away, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and I had to drive 15 minutes to school. Um, you know, my school, the the geography that my school encompassed was like, 
I don't know, it was probably 50 square miles. You know, it was a big... Yeah, big, big area. Big area. So, um, and then it felt because it was a small town, like everybody knew everybody's business. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not a real big fan of that either. <laughs> so I think it was a combination of all of those things, probably, that made yeah. me just want to get out and do my own thing. And No, yeah. Yeah. For sure. I, I, I think you pointed a, out a good point where when you're in a small town, when you're sort of secluded, there is a lot of interconnection between the community and people do know a lot do you maybe have a personal experience that sort of highlighted you know someone knowing your dirty laundry without <laughs> you telling them initially or anything well i don't think it was necessarily like dirty laundry but my dad my dad was a, a pretty successful farmer in uh-huh. that community yeah and um and so everybody knew my dad um you know he was a church leader he was in uh the state senate yeah so everybody knew my dad and so i grew up not really being blair williams i grew up being stanley williams son yeah (laughs) you know so everywhere i went people you know i kind of had to watch myself which thinking back on it now is probably a good thing because i didn't get into a lot of trouble because (laughs) i felt like everybody was watching me yeah (laughs) um but i think that was one of the one of the things that was hard as just like kind of living in his shadow a little bit, you know? Yeah. So No, for sure. How, how do you think that, do you feel like that live growing up in your father's shadow has still had an impact on your life today? Oh, sure. Yeah. It, how so? I think, well, it's changed because then I, I don't know if resentment is the right word, but I didn't, I didn't love it. Didn't appreciate it. Didn't appreciate it. it. Yeah. And now that I've grown up, man, I appreciate a, a lot more. For I appreciate sure. the person that he was. I appreciate the impact that he had on the community and the people around him. And he was just he was just a good man. And, you know, I everywhere I go now, if I go back to Idaho, I'm like, <laughs> hey, if you didn't know, I'm Stanley Williams' son. Or, you know? <laughs> yeah, a little, a little proud now. Everybody know. Yeah, I'm very proud about it. I'm very proud of it. So, yeah, it's changed that way. Yeah, that's interesting to sort of see that shift of you know, sort of resentment and, and maybe not appreciating into that appreciation. Yeah. And I mean, you sort of keyed in on that earlier when talking about some of those things that you didn't like about growing up in that type of community. Initially, you didn't appreciate, but now, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you'd like a smaller town feel. Yeah. When you see yourself sort of moving forward, do you see yourself returning to something like that? Well, that's been that's been something that I've wanted for a while now. Uh-huh. Fortunately, I have a wife here <laughs> who's from Salt Lake and all of her family's here. And that obviously, yeah. that makes it hard because she she doesn't want to leave. And I kind of do want to get back uh, to my roots. And so, um, yeah, there's been talk of, of maybe going back at some point or having another house there just to vacation and visit uh, once in a while. But it's, it's, um, it's definitely something that I'd like to do. I do appreciate, I appreciate the space. I appreciate uh-huh. the pace of life there a little bit more. I appreciate the people more, their perspectives. Um, you know, as you get older and a little bit wiser, you realize, (laughs) you slowly realize what's important in life. Yeah. And it seems like just those core values, it seems like a lot of those people in those small towns seem to have that. I, I, I don't know if I would say any more than people here in the suburbs of Salt Lake City, but, um, I don't know. I just feel like maybe they're a little bit more grounded, yeah. You know, in terms of those things that are important. For sure, I, I'm curious. What would you say are those things that are important? You know, that are in your mind a priority. Well, 
I think people people just don't get bent out of shape quite as easily, you know? <laughs> it doesn't take much for a lot of people, in my experience here, for people to get their feathers ruffled. Yeah. you got to be very careful. <laughs> there, you know, people just seem to like, oh, that's just how they are, and they go about their business, and they don't have, they don't have time to worry about these types of things. And so I think they're quicker to forgive people, and, and they don't make a big deal out of, of small things. So Yeah. No, that makes sense. I think that's one thing. And then I think the family, I think the family dynamic there and, and the importance of just family, that's, I don't know if that's any strong, maybe maybe just slightly stronger uh, up, up there in Idaho uh, than it is here. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like families are pretty strong here in Utah too. Yeah. No, for yeah. sure. I mean, I mean, I think there's definitely a, a similar dynamic yeah. between Idaho and Utah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I'm curious... Uh, Whenever I have people come on, I like to talk, you know, about the pros and the cons of sort of that relationship. Mm-hmm. Does, does something stick out to you as sort of, we talked about how in like looking back, you, there's a lot of appreciation for that relationship. Mm-hmm. Was there anything in the moment that you really appreciated? You know, growing up in Idaho, was there something like, I really did enjoy that? Or was it all bad? <laughs> no, no, no. I'll tell you something really simple that I love and I crave to this day, and that is, just the space of having a really large plot of land with grass everywhere. Yeah. Like that was just kind of where I grew up is in my backyard. And we had, we had a ton of room and we had a huge yard. Um, it took like two hours to mow the thing on a riding lawn. <laughs> but man, I wish I had something like that for my kids to be able to grow up and just go out and explore. And that's the type of stuff that I loved. And I loved, I loved, you know, riding around on four wheelers and riding horses. And yeah. I even loved like driving truck and driving tractors and just kind of living that life a little bit. I again, I appreciate it more now maybe than I did then, but I think I did enjoy a lot of that even back then. So yeah, that makes sense. Uh, you previously mentioned, you know, how this relationship had sort of influenced your relationship with others, with living in the shadow of your father. Mm-hmm. I, I'm curious how this relationship with Idaho maybe in a negative or a positive way has affected your other relationships, whether in the past, present, you know, how has, how have you taken what you've learned and you've experienced in Idaho and applied that? Um, I think that just growing up in Idaho, I think it's made me a more simple person. Mm -hmm. So, um, I don't know. I'm pretty easy. I'm a pretty easygoing guy for sure. And I don't need a lot to be happy. And I give, I try to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. I feel like I'm a generally a positive person. Yeah. Um, and I try to be genuine with people. I think that's something that kind of was ingrained in me growing up. And so that, I think, has benefited my just interpersonal relationships and skills with other people, helping them feel like I have a general interest in them, which I typically do. Yeah. And um, give them the benefit of the doubt. And, you know, I'm just a farm boy from Idaho. I don't know anything. <laughs> Tell me, you know. Just yeah. I think that humility that comes from just being a farmer and living on the farm and and uh, yeah I think that just that I think that helps um, maybe make my personality a little bit more approachable yeah in the way that I interact with people no for sure and I I mean I felt that here on the podcast today you know you're oh. very you're very open and, and willing to talk and and I really appreciate that you know I, as we sort of move forward we're coming sort of toward the end of our time here obviously. Um, but I'm curious, what's maybe one takeaway, you know, if you were being able, if you were able to concisely explain your relationship with Idaho, well, how would you, how would you say that? Um, I would say that 
uh, I think that it instilled core values that make me a better person. Um, I would include hard work, uh-huh. um, integrity, um, being positive, treating people with respect. I think those are the types of things that my growing up in Idaho kind of, um, you know, affected me in a positive way. Those characteristics, I think, were probably a product of that relationship with Idaho. Yeah. I think those are important characteristics we all need, honestly, you know, and and being able to learn them at maybe such a young age and then recognizing them more as you left and and look back, I think has had a large impact on you. I'm, you know, sort of one last question, you know, you've seen what you've learned up until this point. Do you see that relationship? I know you mentioned maybe returning to Idaho Mm -hmm. at one point. What's the future with your relationship with Idaho? Do you Mm -hmm. see just more longing or do you see you know, convincing your wife to finally let you move back. <laughs> well, like, what I hope for is maybe different than the reality, but honestly, I hope to have, uh, I hope to go back there. That's maybe not living there full time, but have a place to go back there during the summer. One of my, um, something that's really important to me is that my kids learn how to work kind of the way that I, that I did. And so I'd yeah. love to be able to create or give them that opportunity. So the, my thought was if we had like a little summer home uh, there that they could go and we could go and stay there for a few months during the summer and at least give my kids an opportunity to experience what I experienced growing up. Yeah. I think that would uh, really help them and, and, you know, hopefully build the kind of characteristics in them that were built in me. So that's no, yeah. what I hope for. And, and I love that idea of, of when you have a relationship that's had that's been so influential on your own life, mm-hmm. you do you know want that for your posterity, yeah. especially you know you explain how you are a family man, you have these children, mm-hmm. and you recognize the goodness that that relationship's brought you, and, and you want to sort of share that and, yeah. and provide that for the next generation, which yeah. I love. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, we we are out of time, Blair, um, but I am super grateful that I was able to have you on the podcast. You know, it was a little last minute sort of workaround <laughs> invitation through a couple of people, um, but you had a lot to say, and, and I think our listeners are definitely definitely going to enjoy this episode. Um, so thank you again, those listeners, those up in Idaho. If if you know that city, uh, the, the tiny town he's from, make sure to just think to yourself, you know, a tiny town in Idaho. <laughs> um, but anyways, thanks again, listeners. Make sure to rate and share. And, and if you ever want to come on the podcast, just reach out and we'd love to have you. Thank you. Thank you.